We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome in to a very special edition of the Rotowire Fantasy Football Pod. It's the Super Bowl prop, bet, extravaganza, showdown, battle royale, whatever we want to call it. We got Team Rotowire, myself, Nick Whalen, and my good pal John McKechnie. And unfortunately, the defending champions from Team Bookies, we got Dan Kilbridge and we got Adam Thompson. Boys, welcome back. Uh, glad we got this on the books. So we got about 72 hours until kickoff out in Vegas, but. John and I are ready. We're not laying down this year. Well, you know, the only thing harder than winning a title is defending a title. So, uh, you know, we had to bring our A game. We had to get ready. But uh, I think we're well prepared now. All right. Some good bulletin board material on Twitter earlier this week yeah. as well. We've been taking notes. Hey, we're, we're not yeah. afraid to stir the pot. It's been, you know, very contentious, uh, you know, publicly, you know, dragging each other on, on the Internet streets. It's been... You know, it's been a bloodbath out there, so it's it's good to finally, you know, kind of throw down the gauntlet and and really get this thing rolling. I think we learned some lessons last year. We got a little too cute. You know, we started pulling out some trick plays. You know, we we got away from our our meat and potatoes. We got to run the ball. We got to execute. We got to be better, John. Yeah, we're we're gonna take what the defense has given us a little bit more that this year. You know, we're we're not gonna Todd Monk in this thing. We're gonna go with what got us here wow. to this point, and uh, you know, hopefully that that's gonna be enough to uh, to you know bring the trophy back back where it belongs. All right. Well, First we Todd have Monk uh, shot hits at, at yeah, five to one uh, inside of two hurts minutes. Right away. <laughs> that hurts right away. No, we're uh, we're Philly special in it. You know, we when you guys zig, we're gonna zag. Uh, we got we have three or four props at plus. 250, 500, 700, 750. So, uh, yeah, we're pulling out all the stops to get this repeat. All right. Excellent. We'd love to hear it. Uh, we'll do a brief overview of the rules. There are not very many, uh, so that won't take very long. And then we will get into it. Uh, we each have a $1,000 budget. We can spend that $1,000 however you want. We didn't even set any minimums. You could go $1,000 on one bet if you really, really wanted to. Wouldn't make for that good of a show, but that is in the realm of possibility. Uh, however, I know that each of us have divided that up relatively evenly. We both have 10 bets that we'll be sharing. And the goal, of course, is to profit as much money from that $1,000 investment as possible. And all bets are on the table here. If you could find it, you could bet it. You just got to document it somewhere. It could be DraftKings, FanDuel, PointsBet, Circa, BetMGM, you know, wherever you find a bet, as long as you could source it, we will count it as part of the competition. So we'll go back and forth. We will talk about our bets. We'll be able to rebuttal a little bit. Hopefully we'll go head to head on some of these. Uh, team bookies. As the defending champions, 
I think we'll let you guys lead off. Excellent. Thanks. Yep, we will. Uh, we'll take the ball first here. Um, and we did. Uh, we sort of made our picks in order as well, kind of chronologically. So we're going to start things off actually uh, several hours before kickoff. Our first wager, seventy-five dollars at plus six hundred odds. The number of Scotty Scheffler birdies made in round four at the Phoenix Open will be equal to the number of touchdowns scored in the Super Bowl. So we're thinking uh, somewhere in the four to five birdies range. He had uh, five birdies in the final round a year ago. He made eight two years ago, which would probably be bad. Uh, made four birdies four years ago. And you could bet this over under, um, but we decided, you know, the, the numbers were pretty aligned. I think the total touchdowns line is five and a half. Um, so we're going to go for a big score right out of the gate and uh, go with Scheffler birdies equal to number of total touchdowns scored. Should be a fun sweat as well. A lot of bang for your buck entertainment wise. All right. I, I think we like this, John, uh, as the as a defensive team here. So you got You got to hit this exactly right. Uh, like you said, there's a possibility that Scotty Scheffler could go out and have nine birdies on Sunday. And then we need exactly nine touchdowns. No more, no less. That's exactly right. But, however, uh, the, the bet is void if Scheffler misses the cut, which is unlikely. Oh. Uh, but we okay. do have that safety net as well. Okay. All right. Uh, a lot of what I like about that is um, as well. what I like is we get the, the competition started before the, the, the game even starts, right? Like, you know, we're going to be paying attention uh, to the waste management, like, all day Sunday as a result of this one. And I think, Nick, like you said, it kind of signals to us, these guys are looking around at golf. Our eyes are on the prize. We're looking at the big yeah. game only. Yeah, we got to lock in. We we, we have locked in. They got to lock in. If anything, maybe we can Scott, hedge this, John. Is there is there a way? Like you know, can we can we bet against Scotty Scheffler in a way and and, and maybe add something to the card here? Uh, I don't know if I have the the uh, requisite sports book scanning skills to to really figure that one out on, on the fly. Uh, but if there if there is and will be a way, then uh, you know we, we can figure it out. Scott, right, Scotty Scheffler is our Scotty Scheffler is our Taylor Swift. We're gonna okay. be uh, we're gonna be following him everywhere he goes until kickoff, and then go have a seat. And now it's game time. Okay, well this this has totally changed my Sunday viewing schedule. Now you know I was thinking maybe I could get a get a round of golf in. It's gonna be warm here this weekend. No, we're gonna have to be locked in on the waste management. So to recap, seventy five dollars from the one thousand dollar budget from Team Bookies going to. Number of Scotty Scheffler birdies in the final round at the Waste Management on Sunday will be equal to the number of touchdowns scored by both teams in the Super Bowl. That is six to one. All right, John, our first bet. We're going 150 right off the bat. We're not messing around. 150 bucks. Christian McCaffrey, two plus touchdowns scored. You can get that at plus 240 over at points bet. So betting 150 to profit 360. I was pushing hard for this one. Um, you know, there, there are a couple different ways to go about it. I think McCaffrey's going to have, you know, a huge game regardless. Um, it was really enticing to uh, over on FanDuel. There, there's one that says McCaffrey scores a rushing and a receiving touchdown that pays out plus 750. Nick kind of had to, to rein me in a little bit. So we're, we're just going to keep it at the just just piddly scoring two touchdowns in the Super Bowl for McCaffrey. I think that that's the bo bottom uh, minimum expectations for, for C-Mac, but I think I think that comes in. I, I unfortunately like this one. Uh, mm -hmm. I think the odds are really good for it as, as well. I mean, he, he he led the league in touchdowns, uh, you know, as far as passing and receiving combined. So 
Uh, and, you know, their bread is buttered. You know, the more the more CMC gets the ball, the better the Niners' chances. So you think he's going to get the ball. He's probably going to have 98% of their carries if he stays healthy throughout the game. Uh, he's going to get his touches. I'm reminded of Kramer uh, promising that little kid that Paul O'Neill was going to hit not one but two home runs for him when he was <laughs> sick in the hospital. And, you know, it's hard to hit home runs. So two touchdowns, I mean, it looks good on paper. Uh, we'll see. What was the – uh, just one touchdown. What's that line? That, like that's five. like minus 200, minus yeah. 225. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's it's as low as minus 240 at points bet, minus 235 at DK. Uh, best you can get is, is 225 right now at BetMGM. So, yeah, we, we couldn't take that. You know, that, that's not enough value for a show like this. He's got two touchdowns in each of the two playoff games so far. You know, did it a few times during the regular season as well. Uh, so 150 on Christian McCaffrey to score two-plus touchdowns. These could be rushing, receiving. You can have a pick six. You can throw a touchdown. Doesn't matter. You just got to find the end zone twice uh, in this game. All right, guys, back to you. Uh, what is your second bet for Team Bookies? All right, we're going to start with the opening kickoff, and we are not going to have a touchback this year. We're going to we're going to snap the streak plus two fifty fifty bucks. Throwing it on no touchback to opening the kickoff. Um, Harrison Butker, we need him to not kick off. Uh, th this is almost a coin flip defer type of bet because if Harrison Butker kicks off, he leads the NFL in yards per kickoff. And, mm. you know, 80% of his kickoffs ended in a touchback. But on the flip side, Jake Moody, 28th in kickoff distance, 60%, only 60% of his kickoffs ended in touchback. This is a Super Bowl. Lights are going to be flashing. That kick returner is going to want to take it out just so he can say he can take it out. And we have about a 50% chance, depending on who gets kicks off, that that's going to hit, and at plus two fifty, I like a fifty percent chance at plus two fifty. So, fifty bucks on no kickoff, no touchback for the opening kickoff. If I recall correctly, last year I I think we did bet there will be a touchback on the opening kickoff, and I think we were aggressive, like two hundred dollars or something. Yeah, this, so this is our that, this is our biggest bet of the year last year, yes, and it was yeah. at like minus one eighty, one fifty. It was low this year. It's minus three hundred. Uh, I think because Butker's a, a no brainer, and I think they kind of wised up. Uh, a little bit. Yeah, un unfortunately, I like this one, uh, and I'm glad you're not putting a little bit more on it. I think you, you did the work there, and if, if it's Jake Moody kicking off and the Chiefs are getting the ball first, uh, this is going to be one that we're sweating, John. But um, I, I kind of blacked out. I don't remember anything from last year. Uh, I've, I've just placed that out of my mind. Uh, all I know is that uh, Team Rotowire uh, did not uh, did not have the, the most glorious finish. Um, all right, John, what, what do you think about this one? Are, are we okay with this? Uh, you know, we're, we're just going to – it turn, turns up the heat as far as the, the coin toss is concerned, um, you know, because we're, we're going to see whoever, there's likely going to be a, a deferral here. So, yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're hoping that it is uh, Harrison Butker kicking off because otherwise, you know, Jake yeah. Moody and his feather leg, uh, <laughs> not going not gonna to get it done. It'll be lucky to get to the 10-yard line. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're going to be sweating all day. We haven't, you guys haven't even gotten into the actual game yet. We, we got golf bets. We got coin toss dependent bets. Uh, anxious to see where it goes from here. Uh, all right, so we got Christian McCaffrey, two-plus touchdowns. Our second bet, we're going $100 out of our $1,000 budget. Everybody loves Isaiah Pacheco, right? If you've been reading anything, listening to podcasts, you know, watching ESPN, watching VEASAN this week, everybody's coming on, talking about Pacheco. We're taking the bait. We're going Isaiah Pacheco. Over 66 and a half rushing yards. That number's been all over the place. I saw it as high as 70 and a half. I've seen it at, at 68 and a half, 69 and a half earlier this week. It's down to 66 and a half. We're taking it at minus 110, betting 100 to profit 
$91. I, I think this is a, a running script for both teams, ideally. We'll see if it actually plays out like that. I think both teams would ideally like to win this game on the ground. Obviously, if Kansas City has to throw the ball, they'll be at the advantage having Patrick Mahomes. But, John, you, you witnessed it you know, up close in person in Baltimore a couple weeks ago. 24 carries for Isaiah Pacheco. If he even gets to 17, 18 carries in this game, it's hard to imagine him not approaching 70 yards. Agreed. And and I, I think the, the strength of like the San Francisco linebacking core, when you look at it, it's really how like fast and, and able to, to cover multiple positions uh, that guys like Fred Warner and Drake Greenlaw are, but they're not exactly hammers against the run. Um, it, it hurts Kansas City that, that Joe Thune's banged up and everything. But I, I think if Pacheco's getting to the second level, we're going to see him continue to push the pile, uh, you know, break some tackles, uh, get some longer, longer runs especially as the game goes on, the defense gets a little bit tenderized. So, I mean, I, I would take Pacheco up to way more than, than 66 and a half. So, so just getting that at the uh, standard minus 110, I'm all in. Can't disagree there. Running angry has kind of become a buzzword or buzz phrase, I guess, uh, past couple of weeks with Pacheco. But, man, is it true? <laughs> yeah, Kyle yeah, Brandt's going to sue us for you saying that. <laughs> the trademark uh, uh, infringement thing. all right guys uh unfortunately i think we all we all like everybody's bets so far so hopefully there's some more disagreement coming uh your third bet from team bookies all right i do expect some heated debate on this one yeah. uh i'm still not quite to the game action yet we're looking at uh fifty dollars at minus 110 odds reba mcintyre national anthem under 90 and a half seconds. Um, we all famously remember her 1974 anthem at the national rodeo competition. Uh, of went, went 80 seconds, right? And then game one of the 1994 World Series, I believe, uh, 84 seconds famously as well. So our uh, our colleague Bill Spiros did the majority of the legwork on this one. But Reba's not, um, you know, she's not there to to make it all about her. She's there to do a job, sing a song, and, and get out. A true pro's pro, as they say. Um, and this line has actually been bet up. I think it opened around 86 seconds, and now it's too high. So we're going under 90.5 seconds on the anthem at $50. Okay. Not not scared away by that sharp syndicate buddy coming in on the, on the over? You know, we took that into account. Obviously, that factors into our national anthem yep. model. Uh, in this case, it, it was not enough um, for us to change our minds. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, John, we didn't really consider national anthem, uh, but I also didn't do the research. I didn't. I didn't go back and, and watch that '77 rodeo national anthem. So that's on me. Well, you know, you play to your strengths, right? And, and right. For, for us, and and for you especially, you're an usher guy. Like so. The, the halftime, I, I think, took up most of your oxygen when it came to considering the entertainment side of the betting ledger for, for this one. You know, there, there was a lot of ludicrous discussion. Uh, I'm not just describing it like actually ludicrous, but, yeah. um, you know, so we, we did shy away for, from Reba. But, you know, I think, Dan, to your point, uh, she is a pro's pro. I, I'm expecting her to, to not, you know, kind of uh, take that and run with it. So that, that could end up being a sharp one that, that you know, kind of helps stockpile you guys a little bit. All right, John, back to us. Uh, we're putting $100 on Brock Purdy under 30 and a half pass attempts. That's minus 110 at DraftKings. It's basically minus 110 everywhere. Uh, so that's betting 100 to profit $91. 
I wish we would have done this pod yesterday when the number was still 31 and a half. Uh, you know, this has been a, a relatively popular one throughout the last couple of weeks and for good reason. You know, I, I think you look at these last two playoff games for the 49ers and you know, Brock Purdy went way over. Uh, I think he had 39 attempts against Green Bay and then I believe he had uh, 31 exactly last week against Detroit. Those were pass heavy scripts, right? You're down, you're trailing against Green Bay, you're, you're trailing by 17 at the half against Detroit. I, I am interested to see if San Francisco comes out flat again. It's hard for me to believe that they would, you know, fall behind by multiple scores, you know, for a third week in a row. I think that's relatively unlikely. Um, if you take a look at Brock Purdy over the last couple of years, typically sits in the 26 to 28 attempt range. Uh, you know, he's gone under this number in 13 of 18 games, including the playoffs this season, 20 of 27 games overall since taking over as the Niners starting quarterback. And again, like we said with our last bet, we view this as a run heavy game. And I think San Francisco, if, if, if Brock Purdy has to drop back and throw the ball 35 times, that means something has gone wrong for the 49ers. So I, I don't, I don't think we see that situation uh, unless this game plays out uh, against the script that they're hoping for. And again, I don't think we get a third straight uh, flat start by San Francisco where they have no choice, but to throw the ball in the second half. Right. So, I mean, I, I think you, you, Take all that into account, and I, I think also if this game is close going into the fourth quarter, you know, Shannon's a great coach for, for three quarters, his fourth quarter track record a, a little bit less so. So here's hoping that, that the 49ers either have the lead or have this thing with, within one score uh, as we get to the fourth quarter because, you know, they, the second that they start expecting Purdy to, to play like Patrick Mahomes or, or like Tom Brady uh, in the Super Bowl a couple years ago where he's thrown it 40-plus times, then the Niners get themselves into trouble. So yeah, here, here's to leaning on McCaffrey again. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's been their track record to success. They need Purdy to throw about 25 to 30 a game and, and McCaffrey to get about 15 to 20 carries a game or more. Um, if, if, if that plays out, if that works how they want, uh, they're going to win this game. All right. Back to you guys. Are we finally getting some game action on bet number four from team bookies? All right, let's uh, let's get into the game. Let's uh, let's hike this ball. Uh, in fact, we're gonna we're gonna start with our biggest bet of the entire thing: one hundred and eighty dollars on Travis Kelsey over seventy and a half receiving yards. Uh, Kelsey has been Mahomes' man, you know, all postseason. He has twelve straight games, playoff games of over seventy yards. This is a, a an odd benchmark. You know, we saw, you know, he had 11 catches for 116 yards against the Ravens. You know, the pr previous two postseason games, he had, I think he averaged six catches for over 70 yards, 73 yards, I think. Uh, he went six of 81 last Super Bowl, 10 for 133 the previous Super Bowl. Uh, he's coming to play. His girlfriend's up in the stands. He wants to impress her. Um, and, you know, the Niners, if they have a weakness, it's guarding tight ends. They're not terrible at it, but it's one of the worst things they are uh, at it. They're pretty mediocre at it. So I think, uh, you know, I think Travis Kelsey, he's in for a big game and this is going to be our biggest play. He should get a ton of targets and he should make good on enough of them. And we'll make our wives very happy with that wager as well. Yeah. yeah. And that's an important part of this, right? Is, is, is keeping the women in our lives healthy, uh, happy, making sure that they're involved. Uh, we did not, uh, we considered, I should say, the Travis Kelsey yardage over. Uh, we do have a Kelsey bet coming later in the podcast, but I, I love this one a lot. I've been all over this one this week. Like you said, he's gone over this number in, you know, what uh, every Chiefs playoff game since they parted way with Tyreek Hill. He's gone over in 16 of 21 career playoff games overall. 
Uh, you know, we, we've been looking into some of the Travis Kelsey touchdown markets. That might be a little hint at where we're leaning later in the podcast. He has a touchdown in 14 of 21 career playoff games. So I, I think there's, there's, there's been a ton of money coming in on Kelsey props in general, but um, the number one thing, you know, when it comes to Kelsey yardage is, you know, the people that will push back on this will say, well, you know, San Francisco, they're going to be keying on Travis Kelsey. They know they have to stop him. Doesn't every team say that? And what happens 75 plus percent of the time, they're unable to do that, especially in the playoffs. Yeah. And I yep. took that into consideration because I actually like Rasheed Rice. Uh, I don't think we, we didn't do this one, but Rasheed Rice over six and a half receptions is another prop that I kind of like just uh, elsewhere. Um, but like you said, every team says we need to stop Kelsey and, you know, eventually Mahomes, especially later in the season, they kind of realize, you know, when push comes to shove, it's elimination time, it's playoff time. Uh, you know, Mahomes to Kelsey is something that happens six to eight times a game or 11 times like their last game. And it's going to generate some yards too. And probably touchdown. Uh, we're crossing our fingers for that. Uh, we'll, we'll say that. <laughs> John, back to us for our fourth bet. Uh, we have another $100 bet. I'll let you take this one. This, this one came from the brain of John McKechnie, and I love it. Thank you. I, I am uh, I'm one of those guys that's a sicko with, with the combine and everything. So I, I know generally, you know, how fast these guys are in, in the 40, uh, being been paying attention to uh, the next-gen stats stuff <clears throat> as well. FanDuel has a market uh, for fastest uh, ball carrier on offense, and that also applies to uh, to special teams as well. So that that this could come back to bite us. But I know one thing about Marquez Valdez Scantling; he's really fast, uh, and his, his average depth of target is 17 yards down the field. So when he does have the opportunity to catch the ball, he's up to full speed. If he can beat the defender off the line, get a little separation, he catches the ball that far down the field. He's probably going a pretty long way. So I like the idea of him being the fastest ball carrier, according to Next Gen Stats, uh, in this Super Bowl. Uh, the odds on that one are plus eleven twenty. So this one, if it comes in, uh, it could be absolutely massive for Team Rotowire. So I figured we we need to take a, a swing for the fences a little bit, and I, I think that there's good rationale. Uh, it, it all really just kind of comes down to, oddly enough. Uh, trusting Marquez Valdez Scantling's hands, which may, which I'm not going to like dwell on too much because that 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 makes me feel worse about it. But if he does make that catch, he's gonna be he's gonna be absolutely scooting. Yeah, I was about to say, you know, if he can catch a ball, uh, nobody's catching him. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I think that I think that's why it's over eleven to one. Is he actually has to complete the catch? It's not just who runs the fastest <laughs> at any point in the game. He actually has to have the ball secured in his hands for that to take place. But uh, I like this one, John. I, it, it's tough to find this kind of value on Super Bowl props uh, unless it's something just completely ridiculous. And we, ba we basically just need one deep ball for MBS, and we feel like we're there. Uh, if you're curious, by the way, both Debo and Christian McCaffrey are the, the co-favorites to be the fastest ball carrier at plus 590, Pacheco plus 680. Uh, you got Ayuk, Rice, Justin Watson. Justin Watson has lower odds than MBS, John. Justin Watson for, you know, making Penn proud, but, uh, you know, on the, you know, I think MBS has it. If I did, uh, take this wager on the San Francisco side, I, I would be interested in, in Brandon Ayuk at, at, at a plus, I think seven thirty. uh, it is because, I, uh, he had the fastest ball carrier, uh, miles per hour of anyone that advanced from the championship round. He got up to about 19 miles an hour with the ball in his hand against the Lions. So, so you know, if, if you don't want to go as crazy as to trust MVS's hands, Ayuk is decent. That, you know, that's just for the, the general audience out there. 
I think that's pretty cool. Very, it's a very 21st century of you. Uh, very, very progressive. Yeah. Very, very next gen. Uh, very, very uh, next gen. Stuff. Exactly. <laughs> like you said, I think uh, you know the kickoff is, would be the only concern as long as nobody breaks one and gets a seam and yeah. just. Uh, but Debo, you know, I don't feel like Debo's that fast. Uh, you know, compared to you know some other kick returners out there, I feel like he's more of a power, elusive kind of guy. But yeah, I, I, I like that one. All right, back to you guys. Your fifth bet. All right, keeping uh, with the same theme here, we are going to go, um, what do we got? $100 at plus 260 odds on Travis Kelsey, receptions leader. Um, and Adam kind of touched on this overall, but the Niners are sort of vulnerable against the tight end. You'll get the NFC Championship game, leading receiver Sam Laporta with nine catches and a week seven loss to the Vikings. TJ Hawkinson was the leading receiver with 11 catches, a week 15 win over the Cardinals. Trey McBride, leading receiver with 10 catches. Um, so, yeah, we like Kelsey to get free. And like you said, obviously, oh, why don't they just key on him? Like, he's a physical freak of nature, which is why he's so valuable and why that type of tight end Gronk role uh, has evolved to this point. It's very difficult to cover in space. You have to be perfect schematically. And even then, he's so big and he, he can just go up and, and make a play, even if you do pretty much everything right. I don't like uh, a Niners player to lead the game in receptions just because Purdy, uh, like you said, I don't think he'll be throwing a ton and he spreads it around so much. Like McCaffrey could have uh, nine catches or something like that. But uh, yeah, we feel pretty good about this and surprise the odds are plus 260. I thought they'd be uh, a little worse than that. So we're going with uh, $100 Travis Kelsey receptions leader. All right. All right. I, I think we're on board with that. I'm seeing plus 155 at DraftKings, by the way. So we, we may need to run an audit well, uh, on, on where these are from, but uh, we'll, yeah. we'll accept it. We'll accept it. Talk to our uh, stats department there. <laughs> uh, CMC, by the way, seven to one for most receptions, which I, I do kind of like your line of thinking there. If you if you do want to go with a 49er, I think I would prefer him. You can get Ayuk at 450, Debo at five to one, uh, and George Kittle at 10 to one. Uh, but good stuff there. Uh, all right, our fifth bet, 100 bucks. We'll keep this one quick. We've talked a lot about the running game in the Super Bowl. Both teams to score at least one rushing touchdown, plus 125 over at DraftKings today. Uh, this is another one where we were a little bit surprised at the odds. Uh, obviously, you got two strong backs on both sides. We're, we're obviously very high on Isaiah Pacheco. It's hard not to be high on Christian McCaffrey. We talked about what a heavy favorite he is uh, to score in this game. Of course, the concern on the 49ers side is maybe McCaffrey is catching the ball uh, and running into the end zone as opposed to, to running it in, but plus 125, we felt like this was a pretty good value betting a hundred to profit 125. Can't argue with that. You have the, you have two of the, you know, two bell cows uh, out there who aren't going to share the ball a whole lot, uh, especially in the Super Bowl. you know, and anybody gets down there low, neither team has any problem with running. In fact, they both prefer to run uh, at mm -hmm. this point. So yeah, that plus odds for it. All right, not much else to say about that one. Uh, we'll go back to Team Bookies. Um, oh, and that Travis Kelsey was receiving yards is what we had down. Oh, okay, the okay, there we go. Receptions, that's what it was. Um, All right. Harrison Butker, uh, over one and a half field goals, minus 120. 175 bucks on this one. We like Harrison Butker. Um, you know, Casey's been, you know, they've they developed kind of a habit of, of stalling in the red zone. Uh, they get off to hot starts and then they kind of they kind of rely on field goals a little too much. Niners ranked seventh in red zone touchdown percentage allowed. Uh, 
Mahomes, I feel like he'll get this team down the field a lot and then ultimately get the ball to Butker's big leg. So uh, Harrison Butker, you know, I think it's going to leave more points than him. You know, he, he, has, he has that big leg. They're not afraid to use it. He has a long of 60, had a long of 62 last year. He's only missed two field goals all season, 33 of 35. So he's only getting two a game. He's only missed two. Both of them were outdoors. Um, so, yeah, Harrison Butker over one and a half field goals. And some might say that like we've tied too much of our bankroll into special teams with uh, what is that now like two fifty or so on on kicking related props. But that it's you play all three phases and you bet That's all right. three phases. It's equally as important, um, and that that right there could be the make or break of, of this whole competition we have going. It's hard not to look at it that way. Um, yeah, John, I'm, I'm feeling a, a little inadequate that, that we didn't throw any special teamers on there, but uh, I like that. Uh, like you said, Casey. They've, they've had a way of, of starting fast, putting some touchdowns on the board early, kind of sitting on the ball after that, uh, and, and playing a little bit more conservatively. So Harrison Bucker over one and a half made field goals. Back to us, John. Uh, we got another $100 bet. I'll let you take this one. Uh, you got some good notes on what we expect to happen on the first drives of the game. So, uh, you know, th this is essentially a, a, a forecasting of how how this game's going to start, right? And, and you can you can look at it. Uh, for, from both sides, so there there is a market for for how uh, both teams' first drives will unfold. Um, there's obviously been a lot of hubbub, some hand wringing, even you could say about uh, San Francisco's practice conditions this week. That makes me a little bit concerned uh, as far as how how hot they're able to start. So we're going to say that San Francisco their first drive ends in a punt. Uh, that has been a, a pretty recurring theme. You know, last year. Being the the exception, I think over the last ten years was like the, the the last time or the first time in in that frame in which a team scored a touchdown in its first drive as the first possession uh, on the in the game. Most of those uh, first drives end in punts. Teams just kind of feeling each other out. So we're going to say that San Francisco punts, and then on the other side, Kansas City. And this unfortunately plays into y'all's hands a little bit. We're going to say that Kansas City uh, kicks a field goal. Uh, with their first drive. It's just a field goal attempt. It doesn't say a field goal make, but uh, if those two things come into fruition here, we, we're looking at nine to one uh, over on DraftKings, and we are putting $100 behind that on San Francisco punting Kansas City field goal attempt for their first drives. This is unfortunately one of my 24 props for Super Bowl 2024 that you can find at bookies.com. Is that exact situation uh, paired together? <laughs> so pretty amazing. Yeah, I, I completely agree. I think, uh, you know, I think the Chiefs are going to march down the field. You could argue they're going to have more yards in this game. Um, mm -hmm. But I think they're going to I think they're going to stall more often uh, in, in the red zone. And I think, uh, you know, like it, it plays into the Butker points. But I think, uh, yeah, I think uh, was it three of the last five uh, you know, starts of games in the playoffs between these two teams have led to either a San Francisco punt or a chiefs opponent punt uh so i really like that too um i think uh, i think the niners punt chiefs go down and uh, kick a field goal hopefully the other way around when moody uh kicks it to about the five yard line they have to run it out so we'll start yeah, with right. a field goal by the chiefs and then uh and then san francisco punts yeah i'm trying to, to run all the machinations of how how our bets also help your bets in this scenario but eight of the last 10 super bowls have begun with either a field goal or a punt so that was part of the line of thinking and Again, San Francisco, they continue to get off to slow starts. Like John mentioned, concerns over the practice field, maybe a little bit tight early on. We, see, we saw Brock Purdy struggle early, especially in that Green Bay game. And then again, 
against Detroit might take a little bit of time for him to settle in. Whereas you don't really worry about that with Patrick Mahomes at this point in his career. So that is our six bet on the board. First drive, San Francisco punts, Kansas City. They just have to attempt a field goal. They don't have to make it nine to one. So betting 100 to profit 900. Back to team bookies. All right. This is a, an annual highlight of mine. I always love this bet. We're going $100. The first touchdown scorer's jersey number will be under 22.5. Um, and those are minus 105 odds. So obviously, okay. um, 22.5 is the number. So you don't get Kelsey, you don't get McCaffrey, you don't get Kittle. Um, but we're interested in who you do get, which is pretty much the entire, you know, second tier of first touchdown options with Pacheco, uh, Debo Samuel, Rashi Rice, Ayuk, uh, Mahomes, Purdy. So there's just a lot of guys in the uh, in the lower numbers here who have a good chance to score. The price is right, and uh, I, I like betting first touchdown that way as opposed to just picking picking one guy. keeps you keeps you invested in every play. And, uh, yeah, the price is right at minus 105. So we're going $100 under 22.5 jersey number first touchdown score. Well, the, there's one colossal liability that, that immediately jumps to, to my mind uh, as, as you read off that number. Sky Moore got activated. Oh, no. So, so thanks. No. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a free one for us. Uh, I mean, Canarius Tony also falls into that range. We need to keep that in mind uh, as, as we're naming off potential players. No, th this one was on my list of, of potential considerations. It's a really fun bet, right? Because like you said, instead of targeting one player, you get a whole swath of players. Uh, they always set the line at the perfect spot. So uh, I, I guess the way you guys are thinking, you're hoping for Kansas City to get the ball first. And then that gives you Pacheco, Mahomes, Rasheed Rice, basically anybody but Kelsey uh, or Justin Watson, right? Exactly. And we're actually sort of invested in that even further a little bit with one of our upcoming wagers. So that's really a, a, going to be a key, kind of like in Uncut Gems when Adam Sandler's got everything going on the opening tip off is the first yeah. leg of this parlay. Kind of that. Like if we don't, if, if the opening kickoff doesn't go well, Adam and I are going to be behind the chains uh, from the get go. This is how I win. <laughs> I didn't know Sky Moore was activated though. That's great. Shout out Western Michigan. That's right. It's just like one of those random. Like uh, I get the uh, Rappaport uh, like tweet notifications. I saw that he got you know activated and didn't think anything of it until literally uh, you brought up this bet and I thought, hey, funny yeah. joke opportunity. <laughs> All right, so we just said, you know, it's really fun to, to not bet one single player for first touchdown. We are going to throw that out the window, and we're going to put $50 on Travis Kelsey first touchdown at 7-1 to one at the DraftKings Sportsbook. So we'll see how it goes. You know, we uh, we, we approach this one with caution. There's a reason it's, it's only a $50 bet for us. Uh, but I think Travis Kelsey finds the end zone at some point in this game. You, know, you guys have rattled off uh, plenty of stats about why Travis Kelsey continues to be extremely effective, especially in the postseason, especially in these huge games. So we, we felt like there was just not quite enough value on the anytime touchdown. We, we talked about maybe last touchdown, but settled on Travis Kelsey first touchdown at seven to one. Uh, anything you want to add there, John? Um, you know, I, I just think that, you know, with, with, uh, with what we're expecting from the chiefs, where they get, where they go with the ball, especially in the postseason, like Kelsey's just going to be such a huge factor catching all 11 of his targets in the AFC championship game, including the first touchdown in that one. 
Um, it's just hard to imagine uh, like the Chiefs kind of going away from what has gotten them to this point, especially early in the game. And, and you know, he, he there's such a variety of ways that, that he can score uh, in, in terms of like the range. But, you know, I, I think that Chiefs get down into the red zone. They just loft it up to him and, and he's going to come down with it, at, you know, kind of to what uh, Dan and Adam have been saying. It's going to be tough all night for, for the 49ers to, to keep him in check. But I think especially leading things off, I think Andy Reid is going to want to script this up to, to get Kelsey the ball and involved early on. This whole, this whole competition might be settled with about six and a half minutes left in the first quarter. Uh, the way we're, we're both attacking the start of the game uh, with gusto. Yeah, we're, we're a little over leveraged uh, in the start of this game. And you might say this this kind of flies in the face of our previous bet, you know, first drive, Kansas City field goal. Hey, not necessarily. We, we don't think San Francisco scoring on their first drive either. So we're hoping we can double up here where, uh, you know, San Francisco punts, Kansas City gets that field goal attempt. And uh, with their next possession, Travis Kelsey punches it in. But, you know, there's, there's also a way we can kind of play both sides here where, you know, if that first Kansas City drive does end in a Kelsey touchdown, then and we won't make as much money, but we'll, we'll take it anyway. All right, guys, three bets left, 14 bookies. Where are you going next? All right, we're getting a little crazy now. And we're we're a spoilering alert who we're picking uh, for the finale, but we are predicting a Chiefs onside kick attempt attempt mm. in this game, plus 750, putting 50 on it. It's a, a low total, but seven plus 750. You know, nobody's attempting an onside kick in the middle of the game. We're not getting, a, you know, a, a Saints uh, shocker or anything like that, I don't think. Um, but I do like the Niners in this game, and I think they could, you know, if they play a full four quarters, I really like where they're going to be sitting in the fourth quarter. And if they're sitting well in the fourth quarter, like up by eight, nine, ten, and the Chiefs need two scores uh, to get back in it, uh, they're not going to stop with Patrick Mahomes. So, uh, you know, let's make it a ten-point game with about a minute and a half left. Uh, maybe, you know, maybe even a, a nine-point game. Uh, kick a kick a field goal onside kick plus 750. Give it to me. Another right. special teams wager. Another special teams wager. Yeah, I wasn't going to uh... say it, but yeah, we, we like it. We like it. You got to, I mean, the importance I think with, with scripting these is you have to kind of come up with, all right, here's how I think this game is going to play out. And, right. you know, I think we're getting plus 750 on that. I don't hate it. Any thoughts, John? Well, I, I think what makes this one particularly effective is, it's better than just will there be an onside kick? You're you're specifically picking a team, and therefore your your odds your odds and uh, profit potential uh, grow by a decent bit. So, um, you know, like you said, you craft the narrative. You expect the the 49ers to to be in the lead late in this game. Therefore, Chiefs are would be the ones with the onside kick opportunity. So, uh, I think I think uh, that that one's making me feel queasy on our side of the table. It's definitely kind of a doubling down or even tripling down on picking the Niners uh, to win this game. You're almost picking them, you know, you're almost instead of taking a minus two or money line, you're almost taking them like minus six type of bet right. uh, plus 750. You need a, you need a certain scenario to play out. And that's not usually how we roll. But, uh, we're, you know, we got, a, we got a lot of money to play with here. Uh, yeah. So we're going with it. Well, I mean, we should clarify. I mean, this is coming out of our pockets. This is real money. This is high stakes. Uh, I don't know if there's any any sort of prize on the line here. Uh, but we could find something. But uh, I like that. If you if you have a side, you got to stick to it. You can't be waffling. Uh, so we are going with Harrison Butker to attempt an onside kick for Team Bookies. Uh, all right, we got two bets that are tied together here. So we're we're going to give our eighth and ninth bets out of ten, uh, and then we'll go back to you and, and we'll finish out, John. You have the floor. Let's talk some Gatorade. 
Let's talk some Gatorade. So again, you know, we, we have a lot of, of action going in like the first quarter potentially or, or in the very early stages of this game. But, you know, this obviously comes at, at the tail end. I've been in the lab uh, researching the, the Gatorade uh, prop bet, uh, looking at, at the odds movement over the course of, the, of these last couple of weeks. Uh, the first one for $50, uh, we're going to put down on red slash pink uh, at plus 550. That's over at FanDuel. And the reasoning here is that red and pink, you know, a lot of the times color palette doesn't really matter uh, for, for the Super Bowl uh, as far as the Gatorade is concerned. I mean, there was purple last year when the, when the Chiefs won. But it's interesting to me that both teams are red. And also, red hasn't cashed since Y2K. So it's oh it's been a while. And I think in a year where it's an all-red Super Bowl, why not? And especially at those odds. And it actually opened as the favorite and, and now has, has shifted down. I believe orange is the favorite now. Um, but I, would, I think red stands a really good chance to kind of break its drought. Um, Fruit Punch uh, needs a bit more uh, pub. And I, I think uh, the, the Super Bowl in Vegas, uh, the, the great opportunity for Fruit Punch to officially uh, be back. Um, and then tacking on uh, $50, on yellow slash green, you can get that at just under four to one uh, over at, at FanDuel as well. So we're putting 50 bucks on that. Uh, yellow green has, has been a more uh, common uh, Gatorade color over the last few years. The Eagles uh, used it when they beat uh, the Patriots a few years back. Has not cashed since then. It's been all blue and orange since then, other than purple uh, last year. So I think that we're gonna we're gonna get a little bit more variety. We're gonna break out of the this these blues as it were, uh, and it's going to be citrusy in the uh, yellow-orange variety. So that we're recovering ourselves a little bit here, and we're getting some good odds while we're at it. surprising that red hasn't uh, hit that often, you know. Right? It feels like that's one like of the it, more – I mean, I guess the lemon-lime is probably – it's got to be the most popular Gatorade flavor, right, still? Uh, the OG of, of Gatorade flavors, but red. Uh, you know, I got a lot I'm of red in my fantastic. house. fantastic. I love red. Yeah, I, I think I would go red over – yellow green i mean yeah. I, i'm not picky when it comes to gatorade uh somebody was telling me on the radio the other day that they preferred the cucumber flavor as number one i mean look i'm not i'm not here to gatorade shame anybody that can't be your number one it, it absolutely can't be number one it, it's it's sneaky good like it, it's one of those ones that sounds like it can't possibly be good but that then it actually is but i i, I personally am more of like the riptide rush uh type variety but my pre-mustache days Thirsty after playing some basketball or something, you get some red Gatorade. You get your red Gatorade mustache. Those were the days. Yeah, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe staining. You know, you know, maybe the Raiders said no red Gatorade here. Uh, maybe, maybe other, awesome. maybe other stadiums have said we don't want you getting your your red staining, uh, you know, stuff on our on our grass or turf. I'm foiled by Mark Davis once again. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> uh, no Gatorade bath, by the way, sixteen to one right now at DraftKings. Um, We'd have to do the research. Has there ever not been a Gatorade bath? I can't uh, imagine that was, value. That was my follow-up question too. I, I don't recall. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and it won't surprise you. Uh, old curmudgeon Belichick. Bill, uh, the, the <laughs> yeah. last time that they won when they beat the Rams in what was the, the driest Super Bowl, yeah. uh, that, that, was, that came in as none. 
Did he avoid uh, it? Like, did he get away from it, or was it just not attempted? There just simply was was not a Gatorade bath. Uh, yeah, what happened? What, what happens if they try one and they miss? Right. Is that, uh, uh, yeah, I I got we got to get into the into the finer details, but uh, I got to think if if liquid is poured in the direction of the coach, that, then there's action. Well, I, I don't want to get too deep in the weeds on semantics here, but on DraftKings it says, "quote color of first Gatorade poured on winning head coach." So I, I would imagine some contact has to be made between the winning head coach's body and that Gatorade. Um, so if they miss, you know, that's I, a that's a no Gatorade. Right. Well, you might have to go to replay at that point and see, like, no. did anything splash on him? Like, all it takes <laughs> is one drop. You know, these molecules are very small. We have to keep that in mind. But, you know, it can't be on the defensive coordinator. It can't be on the offensive coordinator. It specifically has to be the head coach. So it has to be That's right. It has to be Shanahan or Reed. So let's keep that in mind. We're, you know, that was all built into our risk profile with our Gatorade model. Um, but John <laughs> did the legwork on that one. So we're, we're, we're hedging a little bit here. We're taking red at plus 550. We're taking yellow green at plus 390. So we now have one bet left. You guys have two. Back to team bookies. All right. Um, I, I don't love Andy Reid's odds to escape his team of NFL players uh, in, a, in a foot race at the end of the game, but I digress. Uh, we've got a, a sort of a two-way bet here. Uh, we've got $100 on a halftime, full-time result. So we're going to go Chiefs halftime, Niners full-time. So Chiefs leading at halftime, San Fran wins the game, uh, $100 at plus 700 odds. Um, and I think, you know, this has been, yeah, ju juicy, uh, we thought. Um, and, it, you know, just the way that the game, we believe it will play out, the way these teams have performed all year, the Chiefs are dead last in fourth quarter scoring. Um, the Niners, obviously, I think if their Niners are almost a full touchdown uh, more on average than the Chiefs in the second half this season. So they've been scoring a lot more in the second half. And then this also ties into our original um, – touchback bet which is that we hope the Niners are kicking off to begin the game and receiving to start uh the second half so yeah it's uh just the way we thought we'd kind of squeeze a little more value out of the out of our sheet here that's not it's all gonna come down to that opening kickoff <laughs> yeah I'm not saying we got a copy of the op of the NFL script for the Super Bowl but I'm not saying we didn't get a, a copy Man, I, I'm just going to be sweating that that coin toss, that opening kick. Uh, I love the correlation that you guys have weaved throughout all these bets. Uh, not a whole lot of pushback there. I mean, we will we will reveal momentarily what side of this game we are on, but that would fall in line with specifically what we've seen from San Francisco these last two weeks. Starting slow, finding ways to creep back in. I guess my question would be, do you trust Kansas City to make the same mistakes that both Green Bay and Detroit made to allow San Francisco back into those games? It's a risk. For sure. You know, a, a lot of it is, you know, what's San Francisco going to do? Uh, you know, Brock Purdy in the first half of the postseason, so far his QBR is like in the 50s. And in the second half, it's in the 90s. So, you know, if he shapes up, uh, we might be in trouble <laughs> But for this one. But it will help us out in a lot of other ways, uh, and that would be fine too. All right. We like it, John. On to our final bets. I'll let you take this one as well. We are putting $200 on... We are putting $200 on the Kansas City Chiefs at plus two, flat two. Uh, that's minus 115 odds. Um, you know, we, we think that this is going to be a close one. I, I think, you know, that there's been, I think rightly so, you know, this is very similar to last year's Super Bowl in the sense where it's like you have one side that coming out of the NFC that, that you could argue is the best team 
in football. And then on the other side, you have Patrick Mahomes. And uh, learned our lesson last year. I believe we were really leveraged on, on the Eagles. We're just going to back Mahomes in this spot. Mahomes against the spread has just been an absolute demon, especially uh, in the postseason. Uh, we're, we're just, by virtue of this bet, we're kind of counting on the 49ers to uh, just come up just a little bit short. I don't I don't think if, if we get this right that it's going to be uh, extremely right and the, and the Chiefs are, are absolutely running away with this game or, or anything like that. But uh, when you're talking about Pat giving or getting Patrick Mahomes and getting two points on, on top of it, you know, it's a, it's a margin or it's a narrow margin for, for error here. But I think we're, we're going to weave it through just right. So so give me the, the Chiefs plus two for to round it out for us. Yeah, we wanted well, we wanted to go big on on the game result. Um, and, you know, John, in the interest of full disclosure, he, he's more on the San Francisco side. I'm more on the Kansas City side. So we decided to somewhat split the difference and take the points. He's a little bit country. I'm a little bit rock and roll. <laughs> yeah, you, you know how it goes. Um, we, As you guys know, we like Kansas City to score first. The Chiefs are 54 and seven straight up in the Mahomes era when they score first. And I, I know we're, we're playing around with the points here a little bit, but I, I like the Chiefs to win this game outright regardless. Uh, I, I am concerned about the slow start for the Niners. Yes, they deserve credit for finding ways to crawl back into these games. Yes, Brock Purdy and that offense have been much better in second halves. But at the same time, I think you're facing a, a pretty big step up in competition and experience in the Kansas City Chiefs. And I still have a lot of the same questions that I had about Kansas City in the regular season. I still think it's a it's a two-man passing game with Kelsey and Rasheed Rice. And that is a, a pretty big issue when you're facing a Niners team that has like seven options in their passing game. But I think Kansas City is the team that's playing better right now. I think San Francisco has the better resume over the course of the season. I think Kansas City has played better in the postseason. And for what it's worth, guys, I'm sure you've seen that stat floating around. The team with the better record in the Super Bowl is 1-15 ATS in the last 16 Super Bowls. That's wild. Yeah, that's a, that's a surprising. You know, I, I, I went Eagles last year, too. Uh, I did not learn from that mistake. Uh, and hopefully, uh, John will be kicking you at the end of this game because we took the Niners money line, uh, $120 at minus 120, 125. It might be now, um, it's moved, but you know, defense first doesn't win. You know, both these teams are, are second and third in total defense, but the last seven Super Bowl no. champions have also finished top six in the league in scoring. And the Chiefs are 15th and the Niners are number two, including number one uh, in the NFL away from home. Um, I think the defense are going to play well, but you give Shanahan more than a week to prepare for an opponent. Uh, the Niners, who have struggled against the spread lately, especially are four and one against the spread when he gets at least eight days uh, to plan. I don't think the moment will be too big for Brock Purdy. I think he's just kind of cool as a cucumber. Uh, as long as he doesn't get off to a such a poor start, that it hampers what they're trying to do. But uh, yeah, I think, uh, I think pound for pound, the Niners are the better team. Um, you know, I, I, I'm curious to see how the Chiefs O-line holds up. Um, you know, you have Bosa come out saying, you know, these guys hold uh, a lot. You know, is that going to play? Is, that, is there going to be some kind of subconscious uh, factor uh, based on that? And obviously they're missing their all-pro guard as well. So I, th I think the Niners, I think it's going to be a great game. We didn't want to go all in on any uh, a game, official game pick because you know one side you could say pound for pound is the better team the other side has Patrick Mahomes so it doesn't matter um, and that has been the case in, in previous years so 
we went money line on the Niners minus 120 for our final pick. And I was sort, you know, I, I was tempted to take Kansas City here. There's, you know, there's some initial disagreement. Uh, we handled it in-house, and, and Adam and I's relationship is great. 100% on the same page with everything now. And I do think Kansas City, uh, impressive as it is to persevere and, and make the big plays late, really wasn't that impressed with what they did against Baltimore. I was more disappointed in how the Ravens beat themselves. Buffalo, kind of same thing, just a lot of uncharacteristic mistakes. And the Chiefs, that's the thing about the Chiefs. They don't really beat themselves very often. You have to go out there and you have to beat them. I think I think this Niners team has the goods to do it, but they got to get off to a better start. So none of us involved the total at all. 47 and a half. Uh, John, did you have any strong thoughts there? It, I mean, it, it's – I'm not great with, with totals to begin with, and, and when Vegas sticks the number out there, it's like, oh, great. Well, well now, like, I, I'm just instantly gravitating towards a, a, a final score that, that's right on it. Um, but in my heart of hearts, I have this as the Niners 27, Chiefs 20. But in, in the interest, again, for, for, our, uh, for our bet sheet, you know, getting the, the Chiefs with the spread with with, with um, you know all the trends and, and all the things that, that we considered to 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 get us there. I still definitely can can see that coming in as well. But um, I think either way, the defenses kind of are the story here. I think it's less of the the crazy shootout like last year where we got you know seventy or more, or more than seventy points. I believe were scored in that one. I think that this one ends up coming in under. Yeah, I think and we we talked about it too, and we we, we hemmed and hawed and went back and forth and. Ultimately, with so many options out there, uh, we just didn't take either side of it. You know, I think we both love yeah. the defenses and what they bring. And, you know, there's been a lot of, you know, this has been the year of the under. You know, if you've played the under all year, you're you're rolling in it. Uh, it's been the lowest scoring season in, in a long time uh, in the NFL. Um, so, but it's always more fun to take props overs. So, <laughs> so you take a lot of overs and you want those overs to hit. Well, you can't take the under also because you're going to contradict everything uh, that you're doing. So. Yeah, we just stayed away from that one too. Was there anything that was left on the cutting room floor for you guys? Any any bets that one of you wanted to shoehorn in there, but you couldn't quite get there? I saw a uh, plus thirty three hundred prop that the Chiefs would win, and then Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift would announce that she was pregnant. Which, <laughs> what a story that would be, right? That would be. Yeah huge um and, and the odds are decent but we we decided that 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 was not going to be uh in the bankroll this year unfortunately could could you find that that same scenario when a chief's lost like could you get that at like 70 to one it's <laughs> a good question <laughs> they're not getting engaged is <laughs> a loser <laughs> one weird one we looked at was uh longest field goal was higher than total points Oh. So if somebody kicks like a 52-yard field goal, you're taking that over the total points. Um, we did not go with that one. That one was left on the cutting floor, I think. But uh, we both like that one up until the end. Yeah, yeah, actually, I like that too. I mean, especially if you think Butker's kicking at least two, you, you have to figure that you know at least one of those is, is not a chip shot. We were we were looking at a few as well, mostly in agreement. Um, you know, one of them that that struck me was largest lead at any point in the game for either team. 13 and a half. I, I kind of like the under at plus 114. You know, obviously back-to-back touchdowns by one team to, to start the game would, would sink that immediately. But I don't I don't really see either side running away. And I'm with John. I, I would take the under. Obviously, we didn't feel that strongly about it. But 
Um, you know, I, I see this as, you know, 24, 21, that type of game where, you know, neither team is, is up big at any point, but obviously you guys might feel differently if you think we're in an onside kick scenario at the end. Well, 13 is a lot. I would have taken the under on that too. Uh, I just feel like, yeah, I mean, it, it, like you said, two touchdowns, that's very, that's very possible, but that's to be the start of the game. I think both teams are going to score uh, at some point, but we just need, you know, just a field goal to mess that up uh, somewhere in the middle. Um, I think both teams are going to be able to move the ball. Uh, well, you know, how many times they get in the end zone is another story, but, uh, yeah, I, I would have taken the under on that too. At plus odds. That's, that's not bad. All right, fellas. I think that'll do it. We have the bets in team Rotowire's feeling good team bookies feeling confident. We will make sure to, to get those out on social. We'll, we'll put a recap out there so you can follow along on Sunday. Appreciate everybody who watched along live. We'll be posting this as a podcast as well. You can find that on the Rotowire fantasy football podcast feed, wherever you get your pods, Apple, Spotify, wherever you can check it out archived on the Rotowire YouTube channel as well. John, my teammate, thank you for jumping in. Looking forward to sweating this with you on Sunday, Adam, Dan, good to have you guys here. Don't want to say too many nice things. Worst of luck to you, uh, but looking forward to seeing how this plays out. You, you were a host and, and this was a video and uh, <laughs> it, was, it was fun.